Hello and welcome to the Brain Bites Creative Podcast. I'm Jason Sorot. Welcome to the show today. We're going to be talking about orthodontic marketing with a very special guest. And then we're going to slip into a little bit of a semi-political topic. And you'll understand more when we get into that story. But first, I want to introduce you. I've got two special guests. The first is a dear friend of mine. She's a business associate. We've been working together for 10 years now, I think, Christy. Is that true? Close to it, almost. Oh, my gosh. You're old. old. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, but I look good. You do. Absolutely. And um, Christy owns Pure Firefly, which is an incredible agency that uh, Brain Bites partners with all the time. And we just have the best relationship. And she brought an amazing guest. As you all know, we do a lot of orthodontic digital marketing and we love it. And uh, we got a special digital marketing guest from Braces and Braces, Dr. Lauren Gordon. Dr. Gordon, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to to be on the, the comp- part of the conversation today and, and chat. Yeah, awesome. So tell me a little bit about your orthodontic journey. I'm always interested. And, I, and just so everybody knows, I never conduct a pre-interview because I always want to hear it raw. So I really don't know anything. So if you could take me through kind of your journey into orthodontics, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Um, so I grew up in Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, I went to undergrad at Howard University in Washington, D.C. Um, coming out of kind of high school, grade school, I am not one of these kids and doctors who will tell you that I have dreamed of being a doctor and orthodontist my entire life. That is not the case. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, kind of what I leaned into going into college and just kind of my young adult life, I just not knowing exactly what I wanted to do career wise, just leaned into my strengths and the things that I was good at and enjoyed from a young age, which for me were science and math and people, um, talking to people, working with people, helping people. Um, and so in undergrad, uh, I was a biology major and really just kind of absorbed every, every step of that journey through those four years of college and kind of exploring the sciences and trying to get an idea of what I wanted to do with my career. Um, Howard University is one of the only HBCUs, um, historically black colleges or universities, that has a dental school as one of the graduate uh, programs, professional programs there on campus. And one of the perks of um, being a student there is that you get all of your dental work for free if you are willing to let the dentist in training um, do the work. And so, I found myself in the dental school having just cleanings and just really the experience sparked my interest. I was already kind of in a mind frame where I was as a a young adult in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, It uh, sparked my interest, piqued my interest. And one of my student doctors who's actually treating me um, took me on as a mentee and it kind of just uh, snowballed in the best way from there. Um, exploring dentistry as a career and was lucky enough to um, be accepted to the Howard University College of Dentistry, which is where I um, got my dental degree four years there. I absolutely love Howard. Christine, I have that in common. And um, exactly, you know. Um, (laughs) So between undergrad and dental school and a little bit of time in between, I was in D.C. for 10 years. 
Um, and if for those who don't know, um, to become an orthodontist is an additional kind of program, additional years of training, two to three um, years of specialty residency training beyond uh, your general dental degree. And um, that's what I did. I knew that I wanted to be an orthodontist and was lucky enough to train at the University of Illinois at Chicago for three years and pick up a master's while I was there. And just every bit of the way, every step of the way, my journey, um, even from just being a patient at the dental school, free clinic for students, I've just fallen more and more in love with dentistry and orthodontics and um, often kind of have moments where I'm realizing that I really am living my dream. This goal I set out on to find a job that incorporates my love of science and people and helping people. Um, it's really come full circle and kind of is everything that it was promised to be for me. So that's, yeah, so in- that's a little bit about me. That's so <laughs> inspiring that I, you, you seem to have uh, been a little bit of an overachiever, but it seems like it was effortless. Was it was school kind of easy for you? Um, definitely not effortless, but for me, once I think I was committed and determined to finding success, um, and not just in kind of a monetary way, but in a, to meet my happiness skill for me, the true definition of success is just to live a life that, that is fulfilling and is enjoyable every day that makes you happy. And I was relentlessly dedicated to that. And so I think once I got um, once things started to come into focus and I had my eyes on the prize, so to speak, um, I, I, I do not let, I don't accept no as an answer, if you'll say. Mm-hmm. So, um, school has not always been easy. There are definitely things that come, um, more natural than others. But for me, when I find something that's challenging, whether it be a class or anything, um, the obstacle can be tough, but I'm going to be tougher. It's kind of how I attack that. Those things. You, you know what you were saying about happiness. Um, I've noticed having worked with orthodontists pretty closely now for a couple years, man, do a lot of them have great lives. The schedules, a lot of orthodontists keep are, are very, very flexible. Was that thought in, in anything that you did that you would have that freedom to lead a happier, you know, more balanced life in this profession? Definitely. Um, That's such a good point. It's definitely one of the things before I had even owned in on dentistry and orthodontics as a career. Um, And when I, before that, I knew I wanted to work in healthcare in some capacity. And the first thing I think a lot of our minds go to is a a surgeon or a physician who's got some crazy on-call schedule and you can kind of think of your favorite medical hospital show where they've got the beeper on their hip all of the time. (laughs) I knew for me when, when I envisioned my life, my whole life beyond just what I would do for work, I knew that I wanted a job, a career that I could, I could kind of end my day, whether it be at five o'clock or at 10 o'clock, I wanted to have an end to my work day and a beginning to kind of the rest of my day with my family or whatever, what have you. Um, and so that kind of helped me narrow down my list and, and orthodontics absolutely falls into that category. Um, I do get emergency calls after five o'clock on some days, um, but it is, they're far and few between as, as, as compared yeah, you, to, I'm sure maybe 
you picked a pretty good you picked a pretty good industry where there's not a lot of emergencies <laughs> that that was yeah, smart that's definitely something that was on my mind and yes so, the flexible schedule and another big thing about orthodontics that um that was appealing to me is that the longevity of a career um orthodontics is not a it is not extremely taxing on my body on your own body and so the idea of being able to have a long career well beyond kind of a traditional retirement age was something that was appealing to me too. Yeah, and, wear out too early. <laughs> and you get to move around still. It's not something that's completely sedentary. It's, it's actually, it's a really good profession. And I was thinking about that. They never tell you in, in high school or anywhere, like here are the really great jobs that are going to pay you a really good salary and give you that life balance because there are so many opportunities out there for kids that you know they just don't talk about and i think orthodontics is one of those i want to talk a little bit about you know you went to a historical black college and university at howard and and what are you seeing in the space in terms of people of color in the orthodontic space i mean traditionally you see a lot of of whitewashing almost of of orthodontic practices across the country yeah, um, absolutely. There is not enough diversity in orthodontics at all. And um, I am just so happy to be um, a living part of that shift. Um, traditionally, when you think of orthodontics as a, as a career, and probably your own, whoever may be listening to this, your own orthodontist was probably a white man, a white male. And so um in my own experience, obviously, I'm a black woman. And so any room that I'm in, any class, any program, um, it is nice to be a splash of color um, in the room because it's important. It's important. It's, it's, it should be the standard and when we're behind. So. Yeah, I mean, it should be. I mean, it makes it makes all decisions, conversations more meaningful and you can make better decisions. Diversity inclusion makes businesses better. It just does. And so really encourage that. How are, how are, how are you seeing that tide shift? Are, are, are there more programs reaching out to try to bring more young adults of color into the fold? Um, to be honest with you, as I was coming through school and training, I cannot say that that was my experience and something that I witnessed firsthand. Programs who maybe were historically or traditionally not very diverse, I did not see a lot of kind of reaching out, reaching out to right. minority populations. I, like we talked about, I went to a historically black college and university, Howard, for undergrad and for dental school. Um, Howard University and Meharry are the only two HBCU dental school programs in the country. And it's not coincidence by coincidence that most black doctors and dentists that you'll meet in this country were trained at one of those two institutions. Um, and so it really does just highlight the importance of an HBCU even today. And I know that that point is argued um, in some circles, but yeah, I was trained at a black program that was meant to train black students. 
Um, the residency program that I went to was very diverse. It was not at an HBCU, but that program kind of historically um, had a history or reputation, if you will, of taking and accepting and training a wide, wide variety of um, students from different places and was one of the reasons why I had applied to that program. It was on my list of residency programs because it had that kind of reputation amongst um, the industry. And so, I don't know, so to answer your question a little bit more directly or to get back to it, um, I think there's still a lot of work to be done with that um, because in my experience, I think the programs that were kind of historically um, lacked diversity, it was that way throughout my, my training career. Yeah. Do you, see, do you see, Dr. Gordon, any difference in the landscape, I guess, from when you started school at Howard to now? Has there been, have you seen progress in, in networking with other orthodontists, even in dentistry in general? Um, I, I wish I had a different answer. Yeah. Um, and it may be that. Um, where I'm sitting now, I, I have the pleasure of practicing now in my hometown here in Alpharetta, Georgia. But as we kind of graduate out of these uh, academic institutions, we lose a little bit of that um, uh, proximity to what the programs are doing and who kind of who they're bringing in for lecture series and um, who's a part of the outreach program. So from, I'm kind of in my little corner of the world right now practicing it. Christy, you know, I'm the only doctor in my office, um, which can be a little isolating sometimes, but it makes it hard for me to see firsthand, at least, um, what efforts have been made to kind of make a change as of, as of late. Yeah. And I think, I think what it comes down to is we need to see it more. And that's a really good transition to kind of what brought us here today is that, um, I made a video targeted at orthodontists, sent it to my partner in crime, Christy, who mm -hmm. saw it. And what did you say, Christy? I said, it, it's a great video. I just don't see any brown faces. And my immediate thing was, I couldn't find any pictures or videos stock. Mm. And that led to a whole discussion about, you know, well, there's no representation. Right. So and the pictures that do exist, they're like uh, caricatures almost and not natural. And look, a lot of stock photos have that. Right. But I think it's particularly worse in the ones that I do find on some of these stock photo sites. So I was wondering, you know, from from your perspective, um, what are you seeing in the space? Are you seeing that there are more? Uh, people of color that are practicing or and general representation in the field as a whole and what can be done? So um, I was actually looking at these statistics not um, not too long ago, back in February, Black History Month, and I think the statistic was something like 3.8 or a little under 4% of dentists in this country are black um and i'm sure even fewer are female black females mm -hmm. um and so the stock photography or the selection that you kind of have to choose from unfortunately is probably represent representative 
of the the facts, right? Of who is who is practicing. Um, I know that one of the the things that Christy and I had kind of briefly chatted about was just um, kind of in the vein of what can what can we do even from the very beginning? How do we get more young people of color interested in dentistry and on the right um, career path towards towards that goal? Um, that is kind of where we start in changing the demographics, the statistics, and that, of course, will hopefully eventually trickle down into um, what stock images are out there and available. But um, can but I ask why? you a question? I, I, if, sure, if, I, if I if I sent you this video, would you have thought about it? If you saw it, would that have changed your perception of who we were? That we didn't have any people of color in our video. Um. I will say this. I think that I do think more highly, if I'm being honest, of companies in general who are making the conscious effort to diversify the images that they are putting into their promotional content. I do. I think that even if it is not a true representation of the board of that company or, or anything else, even if it's purely for marketing, purely for, for the show of it. I still think that it shows an effort, a conscious effort to, I hate to say keep up with the times because I know that this it's is true. kind of a hot topic as of now, but it's been a, a topic and relevant for far longer than um, it's been trendy. But, Right. But yeah, I do. I think that there's, um, I do think I, it, it doesn't necessarily make me think less of, um, but I would definitely you get extra points in my book. Right. I think but- it does. It makes you feel uh, there is a different feeling. I kind of liken it to being uh, in a room. If you're in a room and you don't know anyone and then, you know, some big auditorium, if you think, or a party or something, and then you, um, come across somebody, you know, maybe just an acquaintance, but when you see a familiar face, there's a, there's a feeling that you have, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, you know, whatever your background is. And it's the same, I think it's the same kind of, um, you know, I'm making it very simple, much simpler than it is, but (laughs) it's that same kind of thing is that when you see something and you see a representation of yourself, especially from a marketing perspective, there is a different feeling I think uh, from minorities often than um, than a video that only shows one perspective or one you know ethnicity, one race. There, there's just a different feeling and a different appreciation for it because it it feels like there's an intention there that may not be on the other side. And it, at the end of the day, it may not make a difference. You know, sometimes in in making who you patronize or who you support. But I do think there's a difference. I wanted to ask you, Lauren, about Dr. Gordon. One one thing that you said, um, you know, about getting increasing the number of uh, minorities and African Americans in orthodontics, and then you know that trickling down to the the stock photography piece. Do you think you know? Is there some influence in the reverse? potentially that if there was more imagery in the stock photo piece, that it might inspire, you know, other children's teens, college students, 
or to start thinking more about it if if they were able to see it more, you know, presented to them in advertising and marketing? I think absolutely. Like absolutely. I feel like the more that young kids see themselves, young people see themselves, even in a subconscious or an unconscious way, right? Just in marketing materials and um, advertisements, it is going to not make it, it's going to make it not feel like it's such a foreign concept for them to be able to be an orthodontist, to be a doctor. I feel like so many kids want to be athletes because it's constantly in the TV and the marketing materials and on their sodas and cereals. So we can put images of black doctors, black orthodontists in front of kids, young people more often. I think absolutely, it would absolutely make a difference. Yeah, I think it's important. And to that fact, I mean, uh, would you be open, Dr. Gordon, for a photo shoot at Braces Braces to so that I had some <laughs> in my library? Yes, I would. Absolutely. That would be amazing. And and I really thank you for being on the show today. Can you tell everybody if they want to get their teeth straight and they're in the Alpharetta, Georgia area, where should they go to book an appointment to get a beautiful smile with you? Absolutely. Come visit me, Dr. Gordon at Braces Braces here in Alpharetta, um, Georgia, right off of Windward Parkway. Um, you can find us online. We I do virtual consultations. Um, through www.bracesbraces.com um, so we can meet and chat virtually um, before we get you into the office to talk about your next step. Awesome. And that is braces-braces.com. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Gordon. Christy, thank you so much for your time. If people want to get in touch with you for your excellent marketing services, how can they reach you? They can reach me at purefirefly.com. Send an email to hello at purefirefly.com. Thank you everybody for listening to the Brain Bites Creative Podcast. I'm Jason Sroden. Make sure you go to our website, brainbitescreative.com and check us out in the Google Play and iTunes store. Have a great day.